Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake Podcast, a Colorado Rockies-centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. I'm your host, Neil Piro, back at it with the latest installment of this podcast, uh, looking to keep you, the fans, updated with all of the news and notes surrounding your Colorado Rockies, uh, you know, or I guess, uh, no, yeah, the news and notes surrounding your Colorado Rockies, but unfortunately, those news and notes uh, are not too positive at this point in time as the Rockies continue to slide down the standings. Um, and, and really just continue to collapse here as the 2019 season has progressed. So uh, we're going to talk about that, and we're really going to hone in on the Rockies pitching staff this season because that has undeniably been this team's Achilles heel. There is no denying that um, you know the, the rotation has just not been up to par here as of late. It's been a real, real struggle for them um, to just get consistent quality pitching both from the starting rotation and from within the bullpen. So we're going to take a deep dive um, into the world of the Rockies pitching staff Uh, taking a look at what they have, um, who's injured, who's not, um, what we could be looking at next season, and if the Rockies might even, uh, you know, engage in, um, you know, some trade talks or some free agent signings with some pitchers, um, you know, come the free agency period here this winter. So, um, before we get started with all that stuff, if you guys are a fan of my work, if you support my work, all that good stuff, please be sure to give me a follow on the social media spheres on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. That really, really helps when you guys do that kind of stuff for me, um, you know, especially your engagement and your interaction. Um, if you think my article is absolute dog crap, uh, tell me, you know, and tell me why. If you want to argue about a point that I've made or argue about the team or even just talk general baseball, like, please shoot me a DM, shoot me a tweet, all that good stuff. I really, seriously, your feedback, um, you know, the consumer's feedback really, really helps me. Um, just, you know, make myself a better reporter through and through. So that really means a lot to me. Um, as well, be sure to check out all of our content coming out on, on uh, Mile High Sports. We have three different ways in which you can consume. Um, we have MileHighSports.com, Mile High Sports Radio, and the magazine as well. Um, you know, MileHighSports.com, that's where you can find a majority of my writing, um, our takeaways, our feature articles between Luke and myself. Um, so be sure to check us out there. Um, and we're not just, a, you know, a Rocky site. We have fantastic Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche coverage. Um, all that stuff. So be sure to check us out online. And if uh, if your if sports talks your thing, uh, AM 1340 FM 1047 is the place to be. A great live and local lineup uh, streaming five days, seven days a week. Excuse me. Um, Alex Ramirez and Joe Rico coming up with that Sunday show here. So you know, be sure to check us out on the airways as well. And then in the magazine, which is honestly my favorite form of media that we have in my life. Sports. It is a. Uh, a local version of Sports Illustrated is the best way to put it. I mean, Doug Ottawell and his staff over there, they do a fantastic job of finding fantastic stories to tell that are intriguing and engaging. Um, the pictures, the cover stories, all that stuff, just really, really phenomenal work. So be sure to pick up a copy of the magazine online at MyLifeSports.com or in King's Supers locations all across the front range from Fort Collins to Castle Rock. Alrighty, let's uh, jump on into it then uh, and take a look here at the National League West Division. Obviously, it's... Uh, like I was saying earlier, guys, it has been a whirlwind of a season for the Colorado Rockies, who are currently, um, you know, they've gone from just, you know, the, the cream of the crop in that division with the Dodgers to the bottom of the barrel, currently sitting with a record of 58-71. and 71. That is last place. They are 26 and a half games behind the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers for first place, and they are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, so... Um, it has not been a good go around, especially on the road for the Rockies this season, with a measly record of twenty five and forty two, um, and they're barely, uh, you know, they're just a few games above five hundred at home this year as well, with a record of thirty three and twenty nine. So, 
it, it really has been a disaster for this club here as of late. Um, and obviously, um, if you read my takeaway story from a couple of days ago, I, I hold down the idea that Herman Marquez is the last remaining member of the Colorado Rockies opening day starting rotation. Um, everybody else has either been demoted to a new role, um, a la Chad Bettis, who's in the bullpen, um, or they've been sidelined to injury. You know, like Tyler Anderson has, uh, Kyle Freeland and John Gray as well. And I'm going to talk a lot about Freeland and Gray, but um, <laughs> is it weird that I almost forgot that Tyler Anderson was on this team? Like, that was so long ago that I just, I, I completely forget that he <laughs> was on this team at one point this year and how bad he was. Uh, I guess it's just one of those years, you know. And it's just been such an interesting season to cover um, from a reporter standpoint because, you know, spring training, this team was brimming with optimism. Um, I was down there just before or, excuse me, just after Nolan Arenado signed his contract. And I actually wrote a cover story for my Life Sports magazine um, talking with Nolan um, about Denver, why he chose to stay and all this stuff. And he gave me some really, really good answers. And, and some of those answers, um, you know, I was asking him about how, you know, what did the front office do to convince you to stay? How did, you know, to legitimize this team and, and continue to progress like they had in the pre in the two previous seasons? And, and you know, he, he received affirmation and confirmation from Jeff Breidich, the Momforts, you know, in, in the entirety of the Rockies front office and their decision makers that, you know, this club fully expects to contend. And that was certainly the vibe around the club in the clubhouse um, when I was down there at spring training. Um, you know, Tony Walters was a big ad- was a was a big a fan of this team. Ryan McMahon, um, you know, he felt like they were going to be good this year, and and rightfully so. You know, the Rockies, even despite this fifty eight and seventy one record, have a plethora of talent. And I think you know, with the core that they have, if they fine tune their roster here a little bit in the off season, I really, really do think that they can get back into the postseason here in two thousand and twenty. So, um, you know, but I wanted to just bring that up because this is not what was expected. And I, and I saw, I think it was Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post just put out an article um, talking about how you know there's no finger pointing, but frustration is boiling deep within the Rockies clubhouse right now. And you know, I can certainly conf- um, confirm that between talking with Ryan McMahon and, and Nolan Arenado as well, um, you know, they're not outwardly saying, like, you know, they're saying we're frustrated and yada, 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 but you can tell that there's more behind the layers, if that makes sense. You know, Nolan's biting his tongue a little bit. Um, you can tell that he's fluttered and frustrated with everything that's ensued this season. Um, but, you know, kudos to them for still coming out and playing hard. But at this point, um, you know, the 2019 season is a lost cause. And I want to go back to my point here real quick, talking about how, I think that this core can be good next year if they fine-tune their roster. And the reason I say that in, you know, the whole this whole podcast is centered around starting pitching is because, you know, guys like Kyle Freeland, John Gray, uh, well, John Gray's been phenomenal this season or was phenomenal because he's done for the year now. Um, you know, but you hope that John Gray can, you know, D- duplicate what he's put forth this season. You hope that, I mean, Kyle Freeland has to improve, doesn't he? Um, Freeland has actually been really solid as of late. Unfortunately, he's been lost to injury as well on the 10-day injured list with a groin strain. Um, you know, Freeland, although his ERA is still over 7, um, I believe in his last four starts, he's allowed three runs or fewer. So there have been some bright spots from Kyle Freeland. Um, you know, we're seeing that he, you know, maybe is, is turning the tide, per se, and, and really, you know, starting to break out of his shell. Um, but you look at that, and then, you know, Haram Marquez, who's the last remaining um, figure of that opening day rotation, he's had a bit of an up-and-down season. 
and the, and the home runs have killed him as well as they have, you know, the entire league. But you think that he'll bounce back strong next year. So assuming that you get quality production from Gray, Freeland, and Marquez, you know, the core of that starting rotation is pretty solid and formidable. Um, you know, Peter Lambert has been okay in stretches, but, you know, he's not an awful choice for that fifth starter spot. And, and you know, if I'm the Rockies, I think it's it's clear at this point, it's definitive, that you do have to go out and get a veteran starter. I mean, this rotation is just so, so young. And I'm not talking Chad Bettis or Tyler Anderson. You need not a Cy Young-esque starter, but, you know, someone that's reliable and consistent. Um, you know, I was clamoring for the Rockies to try to go out and sign Gio Gonzalez at one point, um, considering how long it took him to sign in the free agency period. Um, you know, someone along those lines, you know, Jordan Zimmerman, um, you know, just just someone that can help these young guys understand, you know, how to pitch through the fire and all that kind of stuff, you know, because I, I just really feel like they're missing that veteran presence within the rotation to just kind of, um, you know, smooth things over. So um, let, let's talk about these injuries, though, here for a second. Um, obviously, Kyle Freeland, um, like I said, uh, on the 10-day injured list with a groin strain, although I'm not sure if we'll see Freeland again this year, um, just considering how bad of a year it's been. And I, and I wrote this uh, in my latest story for about Freeland on MileHighSports.com that, you know, maybe some time away from the game isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world for him. Um, you know, it, it's just been a re- really rough go go around this season. And, and, you know, maybe the opportunity to just take a step back, relax, and try to get away from the game, you know, considering how much he's pitched in the past three seasons, um, you know, try to, you know, rest and refocus for the 2020 season, you know, because it's going to be a make or break year for this core, you know, um, I really do believe that. And uh, John Gray, he um, has been placed on the 60-day injured list due to a broken foot. And the, it's that was such a weird injury because I remember his last, the last Rockies homestand, he was pushed back a day. And, you know, Buddy Black said that um, in his start before that, he had tripped walking back into the dugout um, in between innings. And initially they just pushed him back a day, and I believe they considered it like a, a foot bruise or something like that. It, it wasn't anything too major. And, you know, Buddy Black didn't make it out to seem like that. But, um, you know, it's just uh, obviously this has become something more, and this comes after Gray pitched a pretty solid game his last time out as well. Um, so, you know, John Gray now sidelined for the year, which is just brutal. I mean, it, it, it's really just been brutal for the Rockies in regards to injuries this season. And, and you know, they've recalled a couple of youngsters now. Uh, Wes Parsons from AAA Albuquerque um, was recalled yesterday, and he pitched for the Rockies and got shelled. And then Tim Melville, he was recalled from AAA Albuquerque um, a couple of days ago as well, and the subsequent move was John Gray placed on the 60-day um, injured list with an official left foot fracture. That is the that is the uh, offic- official name of the injury um, that John Gray has been sidelined with. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with them. But uh, you know, have you ever heard of Wes Parsons or Tim Melville? You know, and no disrespect to them by any means, but it's just like we're at this point of the season. You know, we've already exhausted Peter Lambert. We've seen Chichi Gonzalez over. I just saw that Antonio Sensatella is coming back up for a start. I mean, we are digging into the Tim Melvilles and the Wes Parsons of the world right now when it comes to the Rockies pitching staff. And that is, you know, if that's not a sign of the times, then I really don't know what it is because this has just been an absolutely dismal season for the Rockies through and through. Um, They have the National League's worst pitching staff with an ERA of 5.50. That is far and away the worst in National League. Um, the next word, uh, the, the second on that list are the Pittsburgh Pirates at 14th with a uh, ERA of 5.05. I mean that that drop off is significant. 
Um, so, you know, it's just, it's been really, really bad. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that downer guy. I mean, look at this. Um, strikeouts, the Rockies rank last in strikeouts with 1,019. Philadelphia's uh, right above them with 1,076. So a pretty significant drop-off. And then this is just the hardest pill to swallow is the opponent's batting average. The Rocky opponents are hitting 275 against the Colorado Rockies. I mean, that is absolutely absurd. 275? Like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, that, that is an insane number for a collective, you know, pitching staff. So, you know, that's pretty indicative of just what has been going on this season as well. And, and you know, that's why I've been claiming we have a roundtable that's going to be coming out here on MyLifeSports.com in a couple days asking, and one of the questions in there is, what should the Rockies do for the remainder of the season? You know, what is there left to accomplish? And my answer to that is just play all of the young guys. Because 2020 is such an important season for this club. And I think that they have a lot of these fringe-type players. You know, Rommel Tapia, Tony Walters, Garrett Hampson, um, you know, uh, you know, the Tim Melvilles, the Wes Parsons, Chichi Gonzalez, Yonder Alonzo. You know, they need to figure out what they have, both with their young and their veteran players, to a certain extent. Um, so, you know, if I'm the Rockies, I'm going all in on playing the, vet- or on playing the young players exclusively for the most part. Um, you know, you have to see what you got. And, and there's no point in playing Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado. You know, I know they're still going to be in the lineup, but, you know, you need to see what you have with these commodities because, you know, Charlie Blackman's a year older next year. So is Nolan. And, and Nolan has that three-year opt-out after his uh, after the first three years of his contract um, here in Colorado. So you the, the 2020 season is going to be a era-defining season for the Rockies, you know, for this core group of players, because, you know, if, if this is reproduced again next year, you know, the performance this season, the team, you know, what what is, what is going to stop Nolan from opting out? What is going to stop Nolan from requesting a trade? You know, what, you know, what are you going to do at that point? Why would Trevor Story want to resign here? You know, this is a make-or-break off-season for the Rockies here as we approach the end of the 2019 season, because, if they want to keep this core together, there is um, some much-needed TLC that needs to be applied to this roster. Um, and, and, you know, this team is really just in need of some help, you know, outside of the organization. So it's going to be really interesting to see. But, again, guys, that pitching staff has been just absolutely abysmal for the Rockies this season and has cost them game after game after game. Um, but to, just to circle back here again real quick when what I was talking about with those young guys – I, you know, you can only play so many young guys at once, you know, at least on the field, but you need to continue to throw those young arms in the bullpen consistently. Jesus Tinoco, Yancy Almonte, um, you know, Haro Diaz, Carlos Estevez. These are guys that, you know, it, what good does it do to pitch Brian Shaw and Wade Davis at this point and Jake McGee? You know, you know what they are. They're veterans that can't really pitch anymore. These guys, you know, and Tinoco and, and Yancy and all them, they have the potential to be the core future of this Rockies bullpen. They are young, they are inexpensive, and they have great, great um, instincts. You know, they're both both—they're all powerful pitchers, big frames, strong arms, all that good stuff. Um, 
So I feel like the Rockies would be wise to just throw those guys out there and, and, and let them learn now baptism by fire in a sense. Um, so that way, you know, maybe they're stronger and better, you know, entering that 2020 season. So that's going to do it for me, guys, in the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. Really, really appreciate all of you guys listening throughout the season. We're going to keep it going throughout the end of the season. So be sure to stay locked on with everything that we have going on over here at Mile High Sports. Again, if you guys are a, uh, you know, if you like my work, if you enjoy my work, if you want to support me, please be sure to give me a follow on the social media spheres on Instagram at avp.media and on uh, Twitter at media by AP. Really, really do appreciate it when you guys give me a follow on those platforms as it helps me just improve my craft collectively as a reporter. So uh, be sure to stay locked in as well to everything that we have going on at mylifesports.com, uh, My Life Sports Magazine, and the radio station as well. Um, we have a lot of good content, and I, I, I say it all the time. If you consider yourself a tried-and-true Colorado sports fan, you have to stay up to date with what's going on at MHS. So that's going to do it for me, guys. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see how the Rockies finish out this season and this current series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we'll be back here in a few days with another podcast. But until then, uh, take it easy. Enjoy the rest of the season and the summer, and we'll talk to you then. Later, guys.